Hello and welcome to Astrology Today, your regular look at the planetary movements and how astrology can affect and hopefully improve your life. Hi there, I'm Normala Chanson. I'm a life coach, a mathematician, and an inspired astrologer. And you've joined me for a look at the lunar eclipse in Scorpio for Monday, May 16th, 2022. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to, yes, the total lunar eclipse for May 16th. Now, don't adjust your volume. My voice is a little wonky today, so I apologize for that. I think the eclipse has basically taken out my my vocal cords. So I'm going to muddle through. So just uh, I hope you enjoy uh, the extra deepness of my voice uh, for the podcast. Anyways, here we are. Yes, we're going to talk all about the total lunar eclipse. Super interesting. And then we'll look at the week perspective and some important aspects that may be coming up for you. All right. Do you, you know, I wanted to mention, you know, uh, I spend time researching this. I've got a couple of pages of notes. I put my script together for, for you, but if there's any questions, something that you're wondering about, certainly reach out. My email of course is astrology diva. That's DVA at gmail.com. I'm always interested in your questions. You generally, my listeners are very engaged and have some excellent questions that I can share in upcoming podcasts. All right, let's have a look at this eclipse. All right, we're going to talk all things lunar eclipse, first of all, in the on the podcast today. So yes, it's a total lunar eclipse in Scorpio. So let's just remind ourselves what happens here. So it's actually a full moon that is occurring. So the, the moon and the sun are opposite each other, both at 25 degrees, 18 minutes. Now the moon is in Scorpio at 25, 18, and the sun is in Taurus. They're opposite each other. So it's basically halfway through the lunar cycle. Now you remember two weeks ago when we had the new moon was a solar eclipse. So eclipses can only happen at either uh, uh, new moons or at new, at full moons. And so we have a full moon here. So imagine for yourself, you've got three planets all lined up. In the middle for a lunar eclipse is the earth, sun on one side, moon on the other side. So what does it look like up in the sky? It basically means that the, the earth is stepping in between the sun and the moon and covering up the earth's rays on the moon. And so it kind of looks like the earth is, um, you know, creating a shadow on the um, on the moon. And so it's a total lunar eclipse because it completely covers the moon. And that's all based on, of course, the angles of declination. I want, don't want to get too nerdy, but yes, it's the angles uh, based on, you know, the uh, relationship between the sun, the earth and the moon. Now, this particular total lunar eclipse is going to be in totality for three minutes. The whole thing lasts quite a few hours as the as the earth kind of clicks across in front of the moon, but it's at total at its maximum effect for three minutes. And that translates to into the astrological world, three months of effect. So everything that we talk about with this total lunar eclipse is going to last, you know, through June, July and into August. So it's basically how your summer is going to go. I guess is the way you can kind of look at it. Now, in terms of important aspects that are captured by this uh, lunar eclipse, we have a fixed T-square. So the sun and the moon are opposite each other, and that's all around balancing your needs on one end 
and your wants on the other, your goals on the other end. And in this case with the T-squared, they're all filtering into or at right angles with Saturn. Saturn, the planet of discipline, of limits, of structure. And so this is could act as a catalyst to kind of make you look at your needs and your wants. Perhaps there's an authority figure coming in to say, hey, you need to have a look at this or I'm putting limits on you somehow. And so you're trying to have to adjust your needs, your emotional needs and where you find comfort with your goals, which are represented by the sun. Now, the other thing is it's not all doom and gloom. That might sound, you know, Saturn gets a really bad name, but full moons and in this case, uh, lunar eclipses can also be a time of celebration. Maybe it's the end of a project for you. Maybe it's the beginning of the next thing. And think of it like, harvest time, you know, in the fall when all the vegetables come in and all the, you know, we're ready, we've got these beautiful, bountiful meals that are going on. The full moon can also represent that. So it's it's definitely this energy, the, like I said, swinging between your comfort zone and, you know, the goals that you are striving towards. Now, what area of life is this going to affect? Well, that's when we have to look at the houses and we look at individual charts. So let's go and do that. All right, we're going to get down to specifics. I know this is always everybody's favorite part when I get to look at individual charts because we really get to have a, a very good look at it. Now with a, a lunar eclipse or a full moon, same thing, what we look at is pairs of of house placements. And so house placements are all around what area of life is this going to affect for the individual. And so here we, are, we have two two houses that are facing off against each other because of course the moon and the sun are in opposition. So I've got two examples for you, both from listeners. No, I'm not going to talk about my partner. That might be on a different pod. If you listen regularly, you know, I use my partner a lot as an example. So first of all, I want to talk about Monica who kindly sent in uh, her birth information. And for Monica, the moon is in this particular lunar eclipse. The moon is in her first house and the sun is in her seventh house. So this is, this classic, um, my personal needs, my goals, my aspirations facing off against my relationship goals. Seventh house is all around those important one-to-one -one relationships, be it intimate relationships and or legal ones like a, a business relationship. And so here, you know, we have Saturn as this, this focal planet for this lunar eclipse for her is in her fourth house. So there may be some times here where structure and authority at home that's the fourth house, home and family and roots is really creating, um, you know, a kind of a catalyst to force Monica to kind of look at the balance between her personal reactions, her personal needs with her relationship goals, and that there might be some um, competing for her interests there. And that has been, you know, kind of caused by or the catalyst for there's some sort of uh, limits or authority figure uh, in the home life that could be causing that. All right, so the other example I have is another listener, and this is from Ashley. And in Ashley's chart, thank you very much, ladies, for, for sharing your charts, by the way. So in Ashley's chart, we have the moon in the ninth house 
opposite the sun in the third house. So ninth house is, is around, you know, um, faraway travel. It can be around philosophy uh, for uh, foreign cultures. And so this could be around actually finding comfort there, perhaps in some, you know, philosophy slash religion uh, and some sort of uh, faraway travel. Maybe she's getting her needs met there. And that's opposed to perhaps any, some com communication goals that she has. Third house has to do with perhaps uh, relationships or pardon me, communication with siblings. That's a third house theme or something going on in your, in her neighborhood. Now the catalyst here, so Saturn is in her 12th house. So this could really be around her inner authority, her inner limits that she's putting on herself on the inside, because 12th house is all about that inner world that we have, and how that could be a catalyst between her finding comfort in some foreign cultures or foreign philosophies, as well as, you know, mating, maybe getting some communication goals met with her siblings. Right, finally, I wanted to look at the week coming up. And uh, just a reminder that I'll be back on Thursday to look at the weekend perspective. So where are we? Well, currently the moon now in Sagittarius having moved out of Scorpio. So we're going to hopefully feel a bit of positive lift here emotionally uh, as the moon will be in Sagittarius until Wednesday when it moves into Capricorn, which is going to feel a lot more grounded and a little more structure and some more goal oriented emotions maybe coming forward. In terms of important aspects, the one I want to point out is that tomorrow, uh, uh, pardon me, Mars is going to be exact and an exact conjunction with Neptune. They've been getting closer and closer together. It's going to be exact tomorrow. And this could bring forward maybe some unclear defensive types of actions coming forward, blurry, unclear boundaries. That's what Neptune tends to do. On the positive side, you know, your, your imagination might be quite active while uh, Mars and Neptune are in that exact conjunction. All right, I wanted to let you know that I will be back on Thursday to talk all about uh, the weekend and important aspects. As a reminder, remember, I always uh, love getting questions from my listeners. So certainly reach out, astrologydiva, that's dva at gmail.com. You know, and if you enjoy the podcast, I would just ask that you rate, review, uh, share with family and friends. It just makes it easier for them to find me. All right, well, I hope you have a fantastic day and I look forward to speaking to you again very soon.